Good evening. It's the end of a long day. And I have had a long day. How about you? I don't even care that there's an airplane flying overhead. I'm just happy to have the day over with, you know? I give thanks to everybody who offered a smile or a kindness, whether it was holding a door open or taking that extra step to not be curt and short with me. Maybe they offered a smile or a little extra compassion in the way they treated me or the words they used with me today. I lost a family member today and although that can happen any day, I kind of think it's important to remember that this life is not infinite. I think it's important for us to remember we are going to die. For we will only really live if we know that this will one day come to an end. Does that make any sense? It's not a morose idea. It's just a fact. So as I hear a motorcycle in the background, my logical brain says motorcycle's not safe. My living brain says, what fun, what freedom. I think in this life, my goal, honestly, has been to try and experience everything at least once. And there's no way I'm going to check off everything in that bucket list. That's immense. But I don't live to be scared. I don't live to be fearful. And anyone who knows me well will know that is true. Even if I'm scared of something, I will find a way to overcome it and to incorporate it into my life so that I can either say, I've done it, or two, to have truly enjoyed it, or a combination of the two. I'm sitting with you, it's almost dark outside. My computer is still open, because even though it's almost seven o'clock at night, I'm a teacher and I'm still working. I wasn't always a teacher. I worked in high tech, I made the big bucks. There were weekends where I rented Lamborghinis <laughs> and drove with my friends up the coast, speeding in and out of traffic and doing wild things, wasting money, essentially. The amount of money I spent on fun weekends could have easily, easily fed and clothed and housed a small family, or if I'm honest, many small families. But, you know, I don't regret those moments. Because after all, my goal is to experience everything. 
there's no good, there's no bad. It's just all, it's all something to find. Something to relish in the moment with. Being in the moment. When I look back, even things that brought me pain or sorrow were amazing experiences and moved me forward in my life, in the plot that is my narrative, my story. I wouldn't give them up for anything. It's getting so dark that I actually have to kind of lower the lid on my laptop because it's going to steal my night vision. And I don't want that. I want to be able to see the stars. Haley's comet went over last night um, and the night before. And, um, yeah, I don't want to be blinded from what the night has to reveal. I want to see everything. I want to participate and use my five senses, you know? For a long time, I would try to shut off painful experiences. And maybe not a long time, but for a period of time. And I guess when something becomes overwhelming, that's one way to deal with it. Take off the glasses, turn the world into an impressionistic painting, you know. Relax. But that's not a good way to live life in general for the long term. You know, I've said it before, it's a a yin and a yang. You have to kind of balance out the times you're going, going, going and the times you're chillaxing and just giving the body and the mind a moment or two. Charging your batteries is the common expression. But it's really more than that. It really is. The older I get, the less I the less I positively think about my years in education because those are geared towards grooming you in a way, you know, helping you into a box <laughs> uh, which can isolate, kill creativity. but gear you towards, you know, that white middle-class fence, which again, boxes you in, holds you hostage with the children and the bills and the responsibility. It's not for me. Maybe it's for you and that's okay. I look towards freedom in this life, whatever that is. And those who are, you know, further down the path than I am would look at me and say, Girl, you are a slave. You 
are not free. But in many ways, I think I'm going that route. You know, I work when I want to work, for the most part. Yeah, within a confine of sorts. But I've taken baby steps towards freedom. Not just my time freedom, but even my thoughts. I notice which thoughts have been placed upon me by society, education, responsibility. And the more I get away from those, the more I can dabble in and find a creative solution or way about doing things. And that gives me incredible joy. Today I had a, um, a, a blue jay. He dropped an acorn on my head and it was no accident. <laughs> yeah, he, he hangs out near me regularly. I have wildlife cams set up so I can look at the wildlife in the area. And he routinely stands right in front of the camera. Like, he knows he's on. He's just, he knows. And then I sit outside so often. I work outside. And couldn't force me inside unless, you know, there's a tornado. I love to be outside. And oftentimes he's outside. And I'm so still for so long that he forgets I'm living and all of a sudden I'll move or go to stand up and uh, he's he's shocked you can see him jump <laughs> he jumps out of his skin and I've learned to talk to the frogs in, the, in a way that uh, they understand uh, they talk to me I talk back to them or if I call them they will respond same with the quail and uh, I have routine visitors that I look for. Every morning with my coffee, I get up and I go check the wildlife cans. And I have Petunia. The <laughs> I've named them. The skunk. Yeah, she smells like a flower, like from the movie Bambi. But I call her Petunia. And she's had babies this last year. I've been here a full year out in the country living off-grid. And her babies come and visit, and I put water out for them. But, you know, there's danger with that, of course. We have a mountain lion with a cub in the area who hunts. She's taken out coyotes. We have a bobcat or two. Several foxes, both red and white. Lots of possum. And I can tell by... And deer, of course, all over the place. I can tell by the reflections of their eyes, you know, how far off they are from the ground, what their footfall what their patterns sound like. I can tell what kind of animal it is out there. So now, as I'm talking to you, it's actually dark, dark. You can hear the crickets are a little bit more intense. Yeah, it's October 23rd, folks, and I am out here in a tank top. That's why I love California. Boy, if my parents hadn't brought me out here from the Midwest, I would be a popsicle. I don't know what would have happened definitely a California girl. I go to the beach a couple times a week. Doesn't matter what time of the year. It's always great. 
But I guess I'm telling you all of this because I feel like I've turned a corner, rounded a bend on my path, found what's really important to me. And I hope you're finding what's important to you. I do. Whatever that is, doesn't matter if it jives with what I think is important. It's about what you think is important. What you find compelling and attractive and comforting and inspirational and joyous and doing more of that, more of that and less of the other stuff. When you really look at the musts each day, you can see that your boss or whomever you are working for, whether you're in a partnership with somebody else or working from home and raising a family, your jobs may have been outlined for you by a previous generation or somebody else who's above you said you need to do this you need to accomplish these things but your way of getting to those accomplishments might be different if you just take your glasses off and let things go out of focus for a little while yeah that's exactly what it is if you look at something with a clear vision the way you've always seen it it's going to look the same way. But if you step slightly out of the box, to use the cliche, take your glasses off, look at it in a fuzzy way, have a couple of drinks and think about it in a different way, whatever it is for you, you'll see that there's more than one, two, three, four, or five ways to get to the same result that you are required to get to. And some of those other opportunities may be more joyful for you, might feel more in tune with who you are. And then you may find a way for those that you really just hate doing to avoid doing them altogether and either getting away with it. Did I say that? Or taking them off your plate altogether by putting them on someone else or finding a better method for arriving at a better location. Sometimes we don't want to reinvent the wheel because who wants to do that? It's easier just to go around and around and around. But if that is not bringing you any joy... That's not bringing you any joy. Why continue doing it? And is it an absolute requirement for you in your job or in your daily life or whatever, your relationship? Or can you do without it? I have tested the waters, so to say, this year in ways I'm not willing to record. I've tested the waters 
to see if I don't do this, that society, my landlord, my boss, my significant other, whomever, is expecting me to do, if I just don't do it, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And am I okay with that? Am I more okay with that result than doing that thing that I really don't want to do? Or society has always told me, this is the way you handle this situation. What if that kind of sticks in my gut in a way that doesn't feel right? And I don't do it. I try something else. Maybe I try something else and something else. Maybe a few different times. Till I find something that's a little more palatable. How does that feel in my gut? I can hear the geese. The, the neighbors, the third generation up on the hill, if you heard last night's podcast. The third generation up on the hill from Korea. They're, they have geese. And I can hear them. I can hardly see the house. I can just see a little glow from the house. But I can hear those geese. But how would it feel to do something different? If what you're doing now doesn't feel right, and by feel I mean how it sits in your body, lots of us get headaches and stomach aches and we have autoimmune disorders and this and that. That's because we're not going with what feels right in our bodies. We're not paying attention to what our body is telling us. And the more I follow what feels right, the healthier I get. I used to be so sick of this and that and I this cold and that cold and allergic to this, allergic to that. My doctors took an allergy test the other day. I said, you aren't allergic to a darn thing anymore. How did you do that? I said, well, I watch what I put in my body. Purified water. I watch what I put in my body. Organic foods, non-genetically modified foods. I watch what I put in my body as far as the air that I breathe. I watch how much rest I give my body, an adequate amount. And I do that by listening to my body when it tells me, hey, you didn't get enough sleep last night. I don't push it over and over and over until I get sick anymore. I get a regular amount of sleep. I'm not standing up trying to talk down to you. I'm just saying that listen to your body. And don't always listen to your logical mind. Listen to your heart. Listen to your gut. And go with what it tells you. And once you start interacting with the world in a different way, you're going to see things change, hopefully for the better.
and I want that for all of you. So decompress, make your out breath longer than your in breath. Find the relaxation that it brings and gently drop off into that wonderful, soothing, relaxing, reju rejuvenating, battery recharging sleep. When you wake up tomorrow, you're going to see out a different set of eyes and you're going to make some changes. <laughs>